This episode of Switchcraft is brought to you by patrons like Love My Ness. Support Switchcraft and my other content for as little as a dollar and get exclusive rewards at patreon.com slash run, jump, stomp. Episode 128 of Switchcraft is also brought to you by Audible to get your free audiobook and you get to choose from any genre you want. There are literally thousands of books to choose from. You get to pick one, and you get to keep it for free. If you want that, just head on over to runjumpstomp.com slash audible, and not only will you get a free book, but you will be directly supporting the show. If you decide to stay with Audible, it's $14.95 a month after that. Every month you get a, a new book, and if you don't, you get to keep all the books that you've picked out. Uh, so again, and that's runjumpstomp.com slash audible, and thanks to Audible for sponsoring this episode of Switchcraft. Switchcraft is recorded live three times a week at 3 p.m. U.S. Eastern on Tuesday, Thursday, and on Saturday when I can. But tune in live at twitch.tv slash run, jump, stomp, and hang out with these fantastic and awesome people. We've got Vaxers here, Bravd, Aerslea, uh, Kirby Geek 4, Crimson Dragon 32, Link 31, 254, Mango Tree 93, Mr. Tomato Head, uh, Fisto, Pudding, TF Wagner, and we also have Lurkers, which I can see, but I know you're not chatting, and I appreciate you guys just as much. Thank you all for hanging out with me today uh, while I record this. Uh, I really appreciate it. Um, let's start with feedback from... Uh, uh, my brain stopped working. Oh, uh, let's start with feedback from iTunes. I got actually two reviews today. One of them is from Kid Curdy. Uh, it was really nice of him. He borrowed his sister's iPhone so he could give the review. That's how much he loves the podcast. Love Kid Curdy. Thank you very much, Kid Curdy, for that review. Because that one was such a short one, um, decided I was going to read a second review today. Uh, this one is... Uh, from John. He says, I switched from NVC uh, to your podcast. Uh, you are short and right to the point on Switch News. These games like Skyrim and Doom, I've never played. I'm more of a sports game person. With my birthday coming up, FIFA and NBA are a must. But for the holiday season, not sure which game I should get, and your show keeps me changing my mind. I'm sorry I didn't get to your email or your review before before the holiday season was over. Um, I do appreciate the email, though, John. Uh, he goes on to say, your show continues to be entertaining and enjoyable. Keep up the good work. Also, thanks for referring nin uh, referring Nintendo Power. Also an enjoyable show. One last thing. As someone who buys both physical and digital game uh, games, what do you think of Nintendo trying to influence digital uh, based on sales they have on major third-party games like FIFA and LA Noir. I'm not really sure what you mean by that. Uh, make sure you email me, runjumpstomp at gmail.com, and let me know what you mean. Um, they went on to say, I kind of wish ARMS would go on sale. Uh, been listening to your show a while. Just curious, based on a number of game games, it seems like you have did you fill your sd card yet i have not filled my sd card yet it's not even halfway full but most of the games that i've played have been smaller games um uh this is the second reviewing of your show so it's that good i wanted to help to help you get back to 5.0 thanks john well john thank you very much for emailing me i appreciate it if you are are 
uh, reviewing the show. That definitely does help. If uh, you're looking for other ways to support the show, you can email runjumpstomp at gmail.com, just like Jeremy from Portland did. Uh, Jeremy said, I appreciate the time and effort that you put into your podcast. I'm also a parent of two very young kids, so I understand that free time nowadays is almost impossible. Thank you for putting out a quality show. I wanted to ask your opinion about Capcom. I re- I have recently been playing Slain Back from Hell on my Switch in handheld mode so my kids can't see and parental locked. While this game might be difficult for a lot of people, this is the closest game that we have on the Switch that is, in my opinion, that resembles Castlevania Symphony of the Night, one of my favorite games of all time. Now that Capcom seems to be on board with bringing more titles to the Nintendo platform, will this game ever come to the Switch? Or a remastered version or a sequel? These Metroidvania-type games are all amazing in handheld mode. I would also recommend to anyone who enjoys uh, playing games like this to pick up Slain on the eShop. You'll die a lot, but if you stick with it and learn the mechanics, it's a solid title, also with some really kick-ass music. Thanks again, Bill. Jeremy in Portland. Uh, well, Jeremy, a couple things. First off, Castlevania is actually a Konami game. Uh, there's rumors that um, that Castlevania The Adventure Rebirth, which was a 16-bit style game that which was released on WiiWare back on the Wii, there's rumors that that's coming to the Switch, but nothing definitive. Uh, if you're looking for something that is a lot like Castlevania, uh, the original developer of Castlevania, or or not of the original Castlevania, but of Castlevania Symphony of the Night, I believe. Uh, uh, What's his name? Uh, Mr. Ikaragi, I believe is his name. Uh, He has been working on a game called, not Bloodborne, uh, Bloodstained um, something of the night. And it's just like a Castlevania game and it is coming to the switch. It was originally supposed to come to the Wii U, but after the launch of the switch, they decided to pivot and bring it to the switch instead of the Wii U. So if that's the kind of game you're looking for, definitely check out bloodstained. Uh, it's supposed to be really good and I'm looking forward to it. Uh, there's lots of other ways that you guys can get a hold of me. You can tweet at me at run, jump, stomp. You can call and leave a voicemail. At 260-RUN-JUMP, that's 260-786-5867. And of course, you can join the Discord at runjumpstomp.com slash Discord. There, you'll find awesome people to have fantastic conversations with. All right, let's get to the news. Nintendo shut down the Miiverse a while back and Drastic Action, uh, or or on Twitter, at Drastic Action SA, uh, they took drastic action and started to back up the Miiverse. Uh, they backed up a whole lot of stuff. Uh, they backed up 216 million replies, 133 uh, million posts, 75 million screenshots, 72 million drawings, and 8 million user profile, pro- profiles, which is all, all in all told... 17 terabytes of data. Uh, So, and it's not just this one person, but this is the person who's in charge of it. Uh, What they did is they now have taken that and they have taken that data and made a new website. It's called the Archiverse, uh, like for me, verse.guide. And you can follow the link in the show notes to, to get there. And basically they've taken all of that data and put all of it out there for everybody to have access to, which is really cool. Now, 
for the most part, this well, actually not for the most part, this does absolutely no harm to Nintendo. And I don't really think that there's any benefit for Nintendo to get in the way of this. But they are a publicly traded company and publicly traded companies have to um, protect their copyrights. If they don't protect their copyrights, then they could lose access to those copyrights when they're being used in uh, infringing ways that they don't like. So that being said, Archiverse, while awesome, it might be something that Nintendo's lawyers take a look at and they say, we have no choice but to have this shut down because we don't want to have our copyrights uh, taken away. And that's one of the bad things about copyright law is you can't pick and choose when you when you uh, apply it. If somebody infringes on your copyright uh, as a publicly traded company, you are forced to um, to go after them. And if you don't, you lose the right to go after somebody else later. So I'm hoping that Nintendo doesn't see a need to take down Archiverse. Um, because I think it's cool to preserve that stuff, especially the drawings. There are so many in, in the screenshots, the posts and replies, I really don't care too much about, but the screenshots and the drawings there, there's something about video games that is very ephemeral and goes away quite quickly. And because of that, uh, it's important for for these things to be archived and you know put into little boxes so that future generations can look back at this stuff and be like oh man look at that you know that's something that happened you know maybe oh my great grandfather drew this weird thing on a wii u uh using uh, uh the meverse and then posted it on this thing that they called the internet you know that that kind of crazy thing is something that great grandkids are going to be looking at someday. Uh, <laughs> and that's really weird to hear. Uh, but there's a lot of talented people that did some amazing drawings on the Miiverse. And there's a, a lot of cool moments that happened in video games that were captured in a screenshot. And it would be too bad if that stuff all just disappeared completely. So I really hope that Nintendo leaves these guys alone. But if they don't, I don't think it's because Nintendo's being mean. I think it's because Nintendo has no choice and they have to go after them. Uh, but only time will tell. Again, check out the link in the show notes if you want to check out the archivers. I think it's kind of cool. Hey, paisanos, it's the Super Mario Brothers Super Show. If any of you have ever been to my YouTube channel, you'll know that one of the very first games that I did a review for is Zeo Drifter. Uh, Zeo Drifter is made by the same devs that made Mutant Muds, and uh, it's a really good Metroidvania-style game. There's, It's not perfect, and you can check out my, my review on YouTube uh, maybe I'll find a link in the show note and put it in the show notes afterwards. Um, but the Zeo Drifter uh, game is a Metroidvania game, uh, and it's really, really fun. And it has been teased for the Switch. There's been, you know, as a lot of uh, developers do, um, when they are working on something for the Switch, the the best way to announce it is to show the game running on a Switch on Twitter. Uh, and so... Um, at A2ILLC, 
um, they tweeted out a picture of Zeo Drifter running on the Switch, and I'm excited. I will buy this game again because it is so damn good. Really, really fun game. It's not perfect. I didn't like the boss battles, but the rest of the game is really fantastic. It's a short game, too. It doesn't take too long to get through, um, but if you've never picked up Zeo Drifter, and uh, if you like Metroidvania games, then I think you are in for a treat when Zeo Drifter comes to the Switch. And um, I would say it's it's definitely the right place for a game like this. Metroidvania games, they flourish when you always have access to them. And, you know, while Zeo Drifter is great on the PC or any other platforms that it's on, I'm sure, it's not going to look any better on those platforms. So when everything else is equal... The Switch is the way to go, and I think that we're we're in for a treat with Zeo Drifter Switch. I hope that there's like some bonus content too. That would be really awesome. IGN was talking to E.G. Onuma. If you don't know who he is, he was the producer for uh, Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild, or was he the director? I can't remember off the top of my head. He's one or the other. I th- I'm pretty sure he was the producer. Uh, anyway. Uh, for Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, and they were talking about uh, Zelda moving forward. And if you want to read the whole article, I definitely suggest you you do follow the link in the show notes. Uh, I just want to pick out one very important thing. Uh, Eiji Onuma was asked, what what's going to happen with Link's adventures in the future? And he responded with, you know, I can't speak to what other people, other companies will do in in their own games. But I think for me, especially just in terms of the Zelda series, the incredible freedom that the game offers you and how well that's been received, to me, it means that freedom, that level of freedom is something that needs to be maintained in Zelda games going forward. Uh, My eyes have been open to how important that is. So one of the things we definitely consider is that we always wanted to make sure that the player could understand what their challenge is or what their hurdle is. We always wanted to make sure that the challenge could be challenged, which is a weird way to phrase that. I'm sure it's a translation thing. So we always wanted to make a linear way of overcoming the hurdle. It's fair to say that players were intrigued by the level of freedom created in the latest Legend of Zelda. Um which added a lot of Easter eggs. So I'm excited to hear that the next Zelda game is going to be similar in openness. And we already kind of knew that. Onuma had said before that 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 was the case, that that from here on out, Zelda games were going to be, uh, I I think Nintendo calls them open air games, but it's open world games. And he said that from now on, that's what the 3D Zelda games are going to be. They're going to be open air games. And I like that he is uh, talking about that again, saying, look, we're going to continue with this freedom to give the player. And it really made an amazing game because, you know, I don't know if anybody's counting, but Nintendo has won a whole lot of Game of the Year awards for Breath of the Wild. And it's deserved. I really think it's deserved. It was my favorite game of the year. And it has to do with that freedom, that freedom to go wherever it is that you feel like going uh, when you uh, log into the game. And even that freedom to make changes to your plan as you play. 
there's a lot of games where you are stuck going down a corridor and you don't have any choice and, and there's really just one thing for you to do and that doesn't take anything away from those games but the way that zelda the the way that nintendo took zelda and changed it into an open world game and not just an open world game but their first truly open world game and they completely took the game the the genre and turned it on its head i feel like it, it was it's just such an achievement and i can't wait to play the next one now there's a lot of people that email me and they ask when do i think the next zelda is coming out i have no idea my guess if i were to just make a guess because they have such a good engine made I would say maybe four years at a minimum. That's at a minimum. Um, unless they they turn around and do what they did with... What the heck is the name of the game? Um, Ocarina of Time and then Majora's Mask came out two years after that. Uh, they did like a quick turnaround with that. I don't think that we'll get one that fast. I think that what we'll get instead are 2D Zeldas to tide us over. Uh, and, and I'm looking forward to playing those. But I think four years is probably the minimum. And five years is probably more likely. Especially because when you look at Breath of the Wild, and the, the one thing about Breath of the Wild that people forget is that it was not just on the Switch. It was also on the Wii U. And because it was on the Wii U, um, you know, that, that kind of crippled what Nintendo could do on the Switch because the porting from one to the other was kind of tough. And so I wonder if they will redo their engine uh, being Switch native uh, for the next Zelda game. I'm not sure if that's what I want because that would mean I'd have to wait longer to get uh, the next Zelda game. But the one thing that we have to remember with Zelda is that Nintendo's going to do it right. They're going to do it right, and they're going to take as long as they need to. And I'm okay waiting, because there is no shortage of games to play on the Switch. I'll tell you that much. So here's a big story. This is tweeted out by Nintendo of America, at Nintendo America on Twitter. They said, within 10 months, Nintendo Switch has become the fastest selling video game system of all time in the US, which is crazy. I mean, think back to uh, Mar uh, January and February, uh, and even before that, when we first got a glimpse of the Switch in that first October, or was it November? It doesn't matter. At the end of 2015, when we first got a glimpse, 2015, 2016, at the end of 2016, when we first got a glimpse of the uh, of the switch there were people who were who were betting on it failing there were a lot of people who were betting on it failing it didn't matter to me if it failed or not i took one look at it and said this is a system that i want to have it looks awesome i think nintendo has a hit on its hands and uh then fast forward to january they further cemented that uh i started my podcast like i think in Whenever they, as soon as they announced that it was called the Switch, I started my podcast and then, uh, you know, I kind of fell off for a little bit and then brought it back because there wasn't a lot to talk about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So back in November, I started the podcast based on the, just on the name. Uh, and then, uh, in, I stopped because there wasn't anything to say because Nintendo wasn't talking 
And then in January, I started the podcast back up and I've been doing it three shows a week ever since, I think. And um, 10 months, Nintendo Switch is the fastest video game system of all time, the fastest selling anyway. That's a, that is an achievement. That is definitely achievement. And what what's even more interesting to me is the fact that people are always looking at Nintendo and saying you're constricting supply uh, artificially in order to uh, inflate the demand. And if that were the case, then the Switch wouldn't have sold nearly as many consoles as it did. It being the fastest. Uh, selling video game system of all time in the U.S. That tells me that there were systems on the shelf. They just weren't staying on the shelf for very long. And I've talked about this before, so I'm not going to beat a dead horse. Uh, But it's fantastic what Nintendo has done. The Switch is incredibly successful. It's easily going to surpass the Wii U lifetime sales very soon. I say probably, and if you don't know, the Wii U sold... 14 million consoles in in its lifetime. Uh, I think the Switch is going to hit that before the first year. Before the first fiscal year, I think that Nintendo will probably hit that in February. Uh, So before that March 3rd uh, anniversary. And I think it owes a lot to Breath of the Wild. You know, we talk about E.G. Onuma and what he was uh, talking about there before. But I think that the Switch owes a lot to not only Breath of the Wild, but also the ridiculous cadence in which Nintendo was releasing games. They were releasing a big game every single month. Every month, there was a big game coming from Nintendo, and sometimes there were two big games coming from Nintendo. I mean, in um, March, we had Zelda. In uh, April, we had Mario Kart. In May, there was ARMS? Or maybe ARMS was April. I think there was something else big in in April. I can't remember what... Or in March... Or, sorry, March, April. In in May, I can't remember what it was. And then June was ARMS. July was Splatoon 2. And it was just one after another after another. And then to follow up at the end of the year with October and... Having uh, Super Mario Odyssey come out, what a fantastic year. I hope Nintendo does the same thing next year because we've had some fantastic games. So many fantastic games that I can't play them all. But that means that there's something out there for everyone. You know what I mean? Since the last time I recorded, I've been playing Xenoblade Chronicles 2 and I've been playing Cat Quest I am close to being done with my review for Cat Quest, so I'm hoping to have that out by Sunday, cross, crossing my fingers. Um, and there's some uh, there's another project that I've been working on that you'll also find if you head on over to my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash runjumpstomp. Um, in addition to finding my Cat Quest review, uh, there's this new project that I'm working on. It's called uh, NES Archive. Uh, so basically what I'm what I'm going to be doing is the NES has a library of about six to seven hundred games that were released in the U.S. And what I'm going through or what I'm doing is I'm going to go through and do a little bit of research. Uh, depending on the game, it might be more research, uh, but I'm going to do some research on each game uh, chronologically. I'm going to I've already started the first one uh, will come out 
today. Uh, and it's called 10 yard. It's about 10 yard fight, which is a football game uh, that was one of the launch games for the NES. Um, and basically, I'm going through and I am going to be uh, summarizing those games and talking about what it is that went into making them, who worked on them, what other games the developers that worked on this game uh, were working on. And, you know, there'll be some footage and uh of the game in the background and i the reason i'm doing it is because i wanted a project to work on that wasn't um time driven that wasn't um oh gosh I, like on the clock like okay it's tuesday I, or i'm sorry it's thir- it's thursday i gotta get a podcast out today because it's tuesdays thursdays and saturdays i wanted something that i could work on in in a, what little free time i have to try and make something that not only is um, interesting, but also something that is interesting after the fact, too. A lot of the stuff that I put out is I feel like it's interesting. Otherwise, I wouldn't be talking about it. But at the same time, once that time goes by and we get to the next episode, the episode that was previous, maybe not so important anymore. Uh, so I wanted something that would last, something that would be around for a little while. So that's what I'm doing with the NES Archive. You can find it at my YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash runjumpstomp. Vaxer is trying to get that to, to type a command in my in my chat right now, and I, I failed to have that command on there. I think it's exclamation point YT, Vaxer. Uh, anyway, um, Patrons will get access to the videos early. So if you're a patron, you'll be able to watch the videos three days earlier than everybody else. Uh, I'm not having a release schedule because uh, these videos are going to take varied amount of times to work with. Sometimes it's going to take me a day to work on it. Sometimes it'll take me a week to work on it. So I'm not going to have a specific release schedule. The only way for you to really uh, make sure that you get them is to head on over to my YouTube and subscribe there. Uh, and if you want early access to join the Patreon as well, which you can do for as little as a buck a month. Anyway, that is all the time that we have for today. If there's a story that I missed or a topic that you would like discussed, please let me know. You can do so by uh, one of the ways that I mentioned at, this t- at the top of the show. If you're looking for ways to support the show, if you got a bunch of uh, Amazon gift cards uh, over the holidays, make sure that you use them at my Amazon affiliate link, my wife's Doc Sock shop uh, or her, her Etsy shop, which sells Doc Socks in addition to other stuff. Um, you can check that out at Etsy.com slash shop slash run, jump, stomp. And of course, you can join the Patreon and find links to all of this stuff at runjumpstomp.com slash support. Thanks to Tom Winter and Noteblock for the music. I'll see you guys next time. Thanks for watching and listening. Bye-bye. Switchcraft is brought to you by Audible. Audible is the publisher and distributor of the world's largest selection of digital audiobooks and spoken word content. Audible customers can listen anytime and anywhere to professionally narrated audiobooks across a wide range of genres, including bestsellers, new releases, sci-fi, romances, classics, and more. Get two free audiobooks to start. After 30 days, if you decide to cancel, you get to keep the books. If you decide to stay on, and you probably will, get one book every month for $14.95. In addition, you also get 30% off the price of additional audiobook purchases. 
Cancel anytime. Your books are yours to keep even if you cancel. You can sign up today for your free 30-day trial at runjumpstomp.com audible and directly support the show. Thank you.